Dukes. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? 12 hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta, yeah, Dukes, dig it! There, but for the grace of God, kill me. It's a Chad Dukes show. 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 I just got a. Somebody just asked me online if I'm going to go to opening day. At the baseball stadium. You want to know what I said? It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. You might be able to guess. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. It's a Chad Duke show. So look, I'll meet you at the main gate, but whatever you do, don't go in until I get there. And look, 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 do me a favor. Get me two Miller Lights and one of those soft pretzels and plenty of cups of mustard. I need lots of those little cups of mustard. Get all that for me, and I'll meet you at the seats, all right? But don't forget the pretzel. And I need at least seven cups of those little spicy mustards. Don't go in until I get there, please. So not kind. 2019 tour would be sitting at the front gate with all oh, of really? that. What, what would you have with you? Would you have like a newspaper in case your feet got cold? I would have been standing there. Oh, we're shoot at. Going to the game with shoot. <laughs> and now, unfortunately, you're worldly and indoctrinated. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to opening day? No, nah, I'm not. No. Why? I, I thought you were super fan number 99 over here. Hacks. To make his head bleed. First, oh, it's the worst. First weekend after opening day, the first night game. That's the one. Uh, it's got to be during a week, though. Got to be a weeknight game, or else uh, the ham and egger quota goes <laughs> way up. There's um, there's really no reason not to avoid the District of Columbia if you live in the area, but the two biggest ones are opening day, and then I would say if LeBron is playing in town, uh-huh. uh, and then the, um, the uh, what is it, the uh, Cherry Blossom right. Festival. You've never seen more people walking out of their mouth open, completely <laughs> open than at the cherry blossom festival not that they're not pretty it's just there's no place to park and then the the, the civilian quota of of guys and gals families just walking right through the middle of the street i mean you're just not gonna gut you're not gonna get anywhere um welcome to the uh, the program everybody oh you were saying something to i'm sorry so you wouldn't be pleased with grandpapa tour taking the, the oh tour, no the tour no, kids out no. To the i wasn't pleased when grandpapa tour picked up taco and threw him down the fucking concourse so he could uh he could board his plane to fucking Ham and Eggistan or wherever the hell he was going. Oh, boy. It has been a week. I, I'll tell you this. It's been a punchy week on the show today. I, I think oh, we're this is, I mean, not live. What, what are we saying? This is us. Yeah. This is not a tape. Oh, well, I mean, it's a tape. It's the, This is fresh content, what we're doing right now. Ah, see? Free. Yeah. Free, fresh content for you. Uh, it is Friday, as this is being uh, given to you, April Eighth. Hope everybody is having a beautiful spring. Hope some of you are going to come out to Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday. I'll be working all day. We have Tapatio Pickles. Suck it. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the week. The week itself. That's my little dingy. It's my little dingy donger there. Um, 
the, 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 the Thursday episode um, it was good enough tour where if we lived in a world that still made sense to me, uh-huh. I would just have told you, hey, put the Thursday episode up for the Friday episode. Let everybody hear it. But it's so fucking gross that I just know that somebody would have had a goddamn problem. So I, I'm not going to say I'm proud of Thursday's episode because of how revolting it actually was. Okay. But it was, I mean, if you're looking for unique podcastery, uh, most podcasts I feel like now are either about like uh, your baseball team or fast food or a murderer that happened 40 years ago. Yeah. This is the opposite of all of that. It is almost an entire episode devoted to diarrhea and dick jokes. I'll say I'm not. I don't know how I feel about signing my name on that episode. It's a good point. It's probably not anything that I would. I wouldn't like slip a thumb drive to anybody at Thanksgiving this year. You know, hey, Gramps, why don't you go ahead when you're not stomping a dog to death? Why don't you go ahead and fucking listen to this? Maybe you'll have a chortle or two. By the way, can I borrow that minivan for another eight months? Um, I'm with you. But don't you think like. You're not going to stumble across a lot of episodes like the one we did Thursday. I don't know anybody else is doing that because even the even when uh, comedians are doing their podcasts, it's not incorporating the elements that we incorporate. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure the Legion of Skanks talk about shitting. Like I'm sure they do. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I it, I gave Tor a homework assignment that he really did well on, and you'd think that'd be a good thing, but um. I don't know. I think you should subscribe. You need to find out for yourself. Go to ChadDukeShow.com. Uh, plunk down the credit card, for God's sakes. It's a couple of bucks, for Christ's sake. I guarantee you'll use it way more than you do Peacock. Ugh. God. Ugh. Yeah. Ever unsubscribe from something quicker than Peacock? The Olympics are over, loser. God, are they fucking... How about this? If you're going to have a streaming app, maybe you should be able to stream content on it. That probably would be a good jumping off point. At this point, Tor, I swear to God, I forgot who said this. It might have been Corrita. I think Paramount Plus... HBO Max, tell the rest of them to take it on the arches. Tell yeah. them to kick all the rocks. The only thing that's holding up Netflix for me now is uh, Seinfeld is on it. So I'm running, I'm running through. That's valuable. It's just. Oh, it's fabulous. Whenever it's too I, good. When I work in the shop, that's all I do. I put on <laughs> Seinfeld and I just run the whole goddamn day. I'm like, just run all the episodes. And what's great is like if you've taken a year or so since you've gone through them all. Yeah. They freshen back up. Like they perk back up. I'll have a new one seed. I don't know, every every month. <laughs> Little Jerry Seinfeld has to go down in the second. Like, they're having a, ro- a cockfight where they want Jerry's rooster to take a die. It's a ridiculous show. The, uh, the sniffing account that is my current one seat, I'd say. It's the best. Me, um, you and Numi went on CD together. <laughs> I, had, I had the one where, ba- where uh, Babu Bot came back from Pakistan. Like, Jerry had already given the bad advice to, like, make Pakistani food. And then he yeah. came back. Jerry got him a job. And then he doesn't give him his application to immigration. He goes, I kill you. <laughs> Fucking great. If, if, let me tell you something. If Babu Bot was signing autographs someplace, you know who first in line is with the VIP joint? Shoot. I got that laminate right around my neck. I want a picture and I want two signed items. Uh, we've got a great uh, show for you today. We had, um, I don't know, Tor. I feel like a lot of uh, radio shows over the years did a lot of boxing matches. It's actually how I had my big break in radio was I did a boxing match with uh, John Paul Flame, noted author John Paul Flame yeah. of the Sports Junkies. Um, the one of the, I think he's the one of the four guys that would still take my call. Um, and I, uh, we, we had a boxing match, and I, of course, lost notably. And uh, after that, I got my... Um, program director was like hey you did a really good job um we want an air check and i handed him the air check of big owen dukes and say la vie we were off to the races um 
so there's been a lot of that over the years. Boxing, there was, uh, what is it, Stuttering John vs. Cabby, I think was the big Howard Stern fight. Rod and Fez did, uh, uh, like, a hundred night of fights. Um, I think Mikey D, they, they they had to stop him from fighting anymore because they said, <laughs> you you can't defend yourself. Apparently Al Dukes, went, went, he was supposed to start seeing, counting the lights on round three. You know, Al, Duke, Al Dukes fucking followed me on Twitter the other day. I see you and Al Dukes shooting. I know. Well, I mean, we, we're two guys named Dukes working for the same company for, like, a hundred years, and right. I'm, like, a huge... Ron and Fez fan. Al Dukes is the one, I believe, someone, a radio file, correct me if I'm wrong. If E-Rock listens to this, he'll correct me. I think Al Dukes is the one that gave Opie the Rolling Stones pinball machine yeah. that he busted up with the sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, I remember like not thinking that was a big deal at the time, and now that I'm really into pinball and I see how much those things are worth, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I don't <laughs> even care if that was gimmicked. Like, that is such a goddamn shit show. Um, anyway. We did a bunch of fights on Big O and Dukes. Um, I, 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 we've never had a week like this week as far as combat goes. We had two members or people that are at least affiliated with the show get into fights with inanimate objects um, to such an extent that it's dominated the conversation for the entire week. Uh, we had Hot Man Ted, of course, who I guess has been kickboxing his storm door for the past six months and then is bamboozled as to why it broke. And then blaming everybody under the sun. And the only reason we found out about it is I'm giving away too many details, is I guess his wife has been leaking it out that Ted just beats the shit out of this door. And then we had, and I know we have this segment, so I don't want to give too much away. Ant Man found himself in a Brazilian jiu jitsu match with his neighbor's rose bush. And we've had a lot of things tour that have that have fostered and fomented a lot of shtick. Yeah. I don't remember the last time we had anything like this fight with the Rose Bush that has stirred the audience up as much to motivate them to get involved with the shtick uh, as much as that segment did this week. It has dominated the social media dominated. sphere for the Chad Duke show. Dominate. <laughs> you follow us on Instagram, it's all we've been talking about all goddamn week. It's just been absolutely spectacular. Um, so what all? Uh, what do we have for everybody on this week's episode? Yeah, so we'll obviously hear the uh, the undercard and the main card with Ant-Man versus the Rosebush and uh, Ted versus his <laughs> storm door. <laughs> Which, by the way, I've been thinking about more. Sure. Because I'm seeing the, the, the screen doors and the storm doors and right. all that. I'm like, okay. There's no reason he should be doing this. No, unless he's a maniac. It's the only thing I can think of, unless he is a goddamn psychopath. I think most people just sit in their car for five minutes, and then they say, okay, I'm ready to go inside. Not immediately get out, and then not do the five minutes of meditation, and then start taking also, it Also, he's ripped the door off the hinges now multiple times and still hasn't learned that it... I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. So um, if you haven't heard that, you'll hear that. You'll hear the Ant-Man fight. What is the what is the last segment we're doing? The last one is uh, one of the lows for me on the show. Mm. It's a lot of red face. Um, I misread a room pretty badly uh, last week. It was... It was a joke that it's, should have never been told to good. a room of people that were ready to laugh. You know, lubed up, alcohol was involved. The warmest audience. Your instincts. I, it's like those videos of you see of people that like walk up to a cage and there's a polar bear and they're like, let me just give it this piece of bamboo. And then the thing flash forward 30 seconds later, the thing has reached to the cage and decapitated them. Like you can see it coming from a mile away. Yeah. Uh, it was your horror moment where you like instead of going out the front door, you like going downstairs into the basement. It was one of the times where I'm like, oh, I don't need to get out. It's Friday, chilling with everybody. All Absolutely. my friends are here. I don't have to rush home or anything. I'm chilling like a villain. Here it is, smoking Billy Clint. We got pizza. We got Chick Fil A. 
We're ready to, to get get the crowd going. It's my time to shine. Toro's working on his six minutes that he's going to use down at Chuckles this weekend. Uh, before we get to that, tour, let me get to this. Uh, Joe Azer is one of the main reasons why we can bring you this show for free. Love him so much. Uh, best real estate guy you're going to find. In the Northern Virginia area, you say Dukes. What's the difference between Joe and everybody else? Well, first of all, uh, you could just go to Zillow or any of those places and, and read the reviews. They'll speak for themselves. But not only has he been doing it for 20 years, he's been doing it throughout the COVID atrocity. He knows about the inventory. It's at his lowest point in 20 years. If you're going to think about that, you're never going to be able to sell your home for more than you can right now. So it, it's even more important that you get the right guy. So maybe you're not even thinking about selling your house. Maybe you're just like, well, I wonder what this mother grabber is worth. Uh, call Joe. He's a one-stop shop. He won't, I mean, he gives out free information like it's his job. I don't know how he does it. And he only charges 1% instead of 3%. So you're already saving thousands and thousands. I mean, you're getting 1% instead of 3% for your agent. You're already buying a big screen TV. You're getting a grill for that fucking deck. Uh, you're getting all the good stuff. I don't know if he likes F-bombs in the middle of his reads. Um, give him a call. Joe, he's also just a super nice guy. He's not a huckster. He's not a flim flam man. Uh, he's not a snake oil salesman. He's not going to take advantage of you like a lot of other people out there. So it's 571-989-Azer, 571-989-2937. That is his, his cell phone number. So if you just want to shoot him a text and be like, yo, man, like here's my address. What, what, what should I do here? You think it's a good time to sell? He'll take care of you. 571-989-Azer. Call Joe. Tell him the Shoodster sent you over on a Friday episode. Uh, he is a splendid and a gentle man. I, uh, I very, very much enjoy him. No, he helped me out. In the early stages Big of the time. show, I was just texting him back and forth, and it's he's been very, very nice every single time. Have you ever paid him one dollar? Not one. See, that's uh, I mean, I hope other people won't do the same tour, but that's the type of guy Joe is. He'll just Joe help tour find the house of happiness. That's right. <laughs> Even though he didn't earn one dollar doing it, and now women are getting dragged back there left oh, and right. <laughs> All right, um, let's uh, well, let's get to it. Ant Man v uh, Rosebush. Hot man v storm door tour v his sense of humor on the Chad Duke show. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. The bad part of the story is after. The show got done. I, I don't know how much gin Ant-Man had had to drink. Um, I don't know how much it takes for him to get drunk. But he was ossified black. Well, I wouldn't say ossified because that means you're just laying there. Like belligerently blackout drunk. To the point where he's standing up and he would start screaming at Tor. And then Tor would scream back at him. And then Ant-Man would forget what he's arguing about. Then he would swivel around and he would start screaming at Monk. And like sticking a finger in his face. And this went on for, I don't even, probably an hour? Yeah, because we were working with the video, and then I was eating a bunch of plates. And yeah, so. that was plate time at that point. <laughs> it, was, it was plate time. He can put up, he can put up several <laughs> plates, Torquan. It's not the plates you usually are thinking about when you say that. Um, I thought it was funny, too, that Ant Man's in a weight loss competition. I personally watched him eat five slices of pizza that night, which was fun. Um, but he's... I think belligerently drunk is a fair way to characterize it. Well, here's the thing. There's times where if we're doing a show, it's good if everyone's a little bit lubed up. For I the, completely agree. The Founders Fiesta, I think we did a really good job managing that and yes. everyone's uh, intoxication levels. But for him, to, and but when the intro music was playing for the Hootenanny, 
he was already he had already finished one of his gin drinks that he wasn't even at drinking for donations for at that point, which we said was a bad idea at the time. It's a bad idea unless we're saying, all right, well, let's get a little beforehand and, and do this. It's not really a good idea, CC, the cursed hoot. And with, uh, I remember Casey put down a massive cor- uh, uh, Coors, Coors Light before that also. Yeah, before the show started. So I'm like, ah, we're going to do a two-hour show. <laughs> You're gonna, we're going to get there. It's a, it's, it's a marathon. We, we can always get there. <laughs> yeah, I've never not gotten drunk when I've uh, been trying to get drunk. That's why I, was, I don't understand why people panic. Um, and even when you're not trying to get drunk, sometimes you shotgun six beers. That's true, and just because the donations are coming through. Yeah, I apologize for that, too. I mean, there's, look, there's people being generous enough for the only thing that was going to suffice was you shotgunning fucking beast, beast lights, whatever the fuck it was. Um, Ant-Man immediately started blaming Orgy Beard. He's making them drinks too strong. It ain't my fault. Um, it's At one point, we look up, and he's gone. Yeah. He's just gone. And generally when that happens, it's when he knows he's too drunk to drive and he doesn't want to get lectured by us. So he sneaks out so that he can drunk drive home without us fucking saying, give me your keys, call you an Uber, you know, things that adults do. Right. Um, so I'm like, shit, I, if he drove home, like that's a goddamn problem. And I wanted to call him, but I'm like, shit, if he's drunk driving home, I don't want to fucking call him. Cause then like, that's another, yeah. Once he is looking at his phone, he's looking at his phone. Um, so we're all out. We're just like, you know, saying goodbye and hey, great show, everybody. Great show, everybody. The, I think it's the next day. Um, we were, yeah, he came over for the, for the all suggest Saturday night. He's no shit. I'm working at the shop. Thank you. Everybody that came by the shop, by the way, I got a call from Ant-Man like at one. Thanks. I gotta, I'll, I'll be up there a little bit. I gotta, I gotta Uber to get my car. I was like, oh really? Where is it? He goes. Uh, it's the Patriots. I, I went to Patriots. I don't know why, but I did. And I said, I mean, you told me your car was because before, remember, he had some line about the reason why we didn't see his car in the parking lot for this building was that he had parked behind the building for some reason, which is just a very clean, clear cut setup for an Ant-Man lie. I just and now remembering I walked in with Ant-Man and his he parked in our lot. OK, I, I just now remember that. Well, he didn't end up there. So. He said, I'm over in the Patriots. And I said, is your car at Patriots? Because you told me it was behind the building where we have the studio. And he said, holy shit. Maybe it's there. I don't know. I said, well, if you Uber to Patriots, you have to walk about a mile to get back. Why don't you Uber over there first, check it out. And then if it isn't there, you can walk to the store and then I'll take you over to Patriots. Something like that. He's like, all right. He fucking... He Ubers over. For some reason, he moved his car to the bank parking lot next door because he didn't want his car to get towed. Uh-huh. And I told him, hey, man, no one's ever gotten towed out of here ever. Like, I, there was a car that was sitting up here for fucking two years and nobody towed it out of here. Like, moving it to a bank parking lot is a good way to get it fucking towed. This is a place where I would store my car. Yeah, of course, because people stow their cars here. Um, <laughs> He says, well... I think what happened is that John from John and Amanda started blowing up my phone saying, come to Patriots so we can do shots. So I said, I'm going to park my car and walk to Patriots. We're going to do shots. And I was like, all right. I was like, that that wasn't a good idea. And he said, you tell me. I called four Ubers. I didn't answer any of them. They got my fucking review down at zero percent. <laughs> he said. 
he didn't want to walk the Patriots. So he calls three straight Ubers, but then he fucking didn't look at his phone or he didn't meet them up. So like by the time he was leaving Patriots to go home and called an Uber to get home, he had to like debate with the guy for 20 minutes it's because they don't, they didn't want to go anymore because he kept fucking not showing up and the Uber showed up. Right. He said it cost him $130 to get home because they just charged him a full trip every single time he didn't show. So this is Saturday night. He's like, Mel, you know, I like John and he wanted to hang out. So we, uh, we had some drinks at Patriots and then I, I went home. Fell into the, he, it's just, it, it's a, it's a nightmare. It never ends. He says he gets out of the Uber and he walks and he's walking into his house, uh-huh. but he can't hold the piss anymore because it's been 20 minutes since he's pissed. Oh my God. Do you think he pisses in his yard? Oh, Would he's pissed right in the cul-de-sac. Walks right over to his neighbor's house, starts pissing in their fucking garden. Then he tries to like. Hitch up his giant fucking pants and get that giant ass back inside of him. Uh-huh. Trips, falls into their rose bush, <laughs> destroys it, <laughs> just completely destroys the rose bush. Oh my god! It's fucking wrecked. Gets up, he's bleeding. That poor thing, dude. He's bleeding. He's got thorns. He's got thorns in his forearms. <laughs> it looks like he's wrestled a mongoose. Why would you just dive into a cactus? <laughs> it would be safer. Fucking rosebush sucks. So he gets up the next day. He doesn't. Re- he doesn't remember about how, how he's bleeding all over the fucking his his bed sheets are blood everywhere, and he can't figure out what happened. And then he looks out the window, and the neighbors are trying to desperately resuscitate this rosebush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened, honey. They're, they're like, he said they were. He said they were distraught. Dude, it's about to be like season for it to be in full bloom. It's Dude. oh, that stinks. He said, "Man, they're out there. He goes, they really like the garden. They're always out there, and I just killed that rose bush. I feel bad." <laughs> and he pissed all over it. Like he's pissed everywhere. <laughs> so you know he fell on his own piss too. I mean, you know that he did. This is a heinous story. It's fucking. It's not even the I, worst. And I got to assume it's an older couple. And oh they, yeah, and they Dude, just you, have you been, you've been to his house. Yes, right? yes. I mean, when I I wish. They don't deserve that. No, no. And I wish I could show the audience where they live. It is the most suburban. It's so suburban that it's like the families have already been raised and the kids have moved out. And like they're they're, they're older couples that are like becoming senior citizens before they, you know, downsize into a fucking condo. It's the quietest neighborhood it's ever. It's tucked away. It's hidden. It's. I grew up in Ant-Man's, around Ant-Man's neighborhood. Like you wouldn't believe how suburban it is. There is nothing going on. After eight o'clock, you could hear a pin drop in his whole fucking neighborhood, and he just comes crashing into the fucking pissing everywhere and falling into the rosebush. So he gets his Uber. He figures out cars over here. He comes over to the shop. He's like, "Dicks, man, I don't know how the car didn't get towed. I parked horizontal instead of vertical." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And he said he parked lengthwise, so he's taking up like three spots over there. <laughs> I was like, dude, why were you behind the wheel at all? Like, are you out of your mind? He's like, yeah, I just thought a car would be safer, I think, but I don't remember. So he keeps saying, John and I, you know, if it, if it was anybody else, I would have said no, but John wanted to drink beers and do shots, so I got to let him. Of course, John's the guy that, that you abuse to fix your car. Um, him and his wife are very nice. They, they come up here a lot of times to the, uh, the studio. Fast forward to Sunday where we are out at Monk's to do the big picture unveiling, which was great. And thank you to everybody that, that showed up. It was um, 
Orgy Beard made it a little weird, but uh, other than that, it was uh, it was cool. Okay. Clamp brought the wife. I, I love that. I haven't seen the wife in a while, and um, he is on his best behavior when she was around. That's what I will say, which is good. <laughs> which is good. Kudos to. I got to see some uh, <laughs> pictures of Spider Clamp in the '90s, which was. Uh, <laughs> Uh. I tell you, it was, it was very interesting. Here's what I could say to Clamp. If I were Clamp, I'd cut the hair. Because Clamp look, kind of looks like David Arquette. Like, he's a handsome dude. But yeah. I think that because he has such he has so much hair, and it's like that down to his ass now at this point, I think it takes away from the fact that he's like a handsome-looking cat. And I saw that in all these pictures that I was being shown. Uh, Clamp's a one-on-one, though. I think he's going to he's gonna Look, march he do, the, Yeah, Do what makes him. I mean, he's been with his chick forever. I don't think he's trying to impress anybody. Do whatever he wants to do. I'm just saying he looked like, uh, you know, he looked like he could be starring opposite Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox in a slasher film. So um, Ant-Man gets there. He's very late. Uh, and he's jittery and squirrely. And his eyes haven't been opened since Friday night. Okay. Like all Saturday night, his eyes were slits. Like we, I kept thinking he was asleep, but he just couldn't open his eyes. And he drank Saturday night. Like he was drinking airplane bottles of gin. He had a couple of beers, but he didn't go crazy. On Sunday, he's he's ref his dad at Monk's. He's refusing to drink. He won't drink at all, and he's being weird. Like at one point, we see him just standing at the end of the bar by himself, just like staring off into the fucking distance, and he's real jittery, and like we can't really figure out what's going on with him. John shows up. John from John and Amanda. Yeah. And I was like, oh, John. And I was like, man, you got to tell us like what the fuck happened on Friday night? Like, did Ant Man get thrown out? Like, how did that evening end? And John's like, what? So, you know when you guys were hanging out on Friday night because Ant Man said you invited him over to Patriots and so you're gonna you're gonna burn it down. John's like, I was in bed at nine o'clock on Friday night. <laughs> I said, I said, I said what? What? Ant Man says he's that you you guys are texting. He told he talked told me like what you guys are talking about at the bar. No. I didn't text Ant Man. I was at home. I was like, "Wait, I made kebabs and I went to bed." Oh, pretty good night. That's not pretty good. I said, "What?" So then I asked Ant Man. John says he wasn't at Patriots, and Ant Man, his eyes, his eyes opened for the first, opened for the first time, and he goes, "Well, then who the fuck did I hang out with all night?" <laughs> Is it him? Uh -huh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Zero. <laughs> Here he comes. It's the hibachi. Oh, great timing. Zero. Speak of the devil. Here he comes. It's the hibachi. Zero. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, I forgot this one, too. Dragon. <laughs> I'll show you, dragon. Thank you to the Spider Clamp family for coming out. Hey, man, how are you, bud? Um, I'm good now that the, I've got the microphone turned the right way. Yeah, that is <laughs> Do you remember holding two microphones and screaming at Tor while the microphones were turned off and nothing was being recorded on Friday night? I don't remember anything after... I forgot. Dick's such an instigator. He really he actually is. handed him our handheld. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why this was over here. Well, it's because those were both the microphones. Uh, you needed both those to make uh, your okay. point. Uh, I, I don't... I don't even know if I remember the end of the show, to be honest. Um, that doesn't surprise me because we just got to the part of the story. Well, I told the, the story about how you went, um, you went gardening on uh, late <laughs> Friday evening. <laughs> Have they figured out that was you yet? 
Uh, nothing's been said yet, but I think that, that, I mean, I have gotten some dirty looks while I'm backing out of the driveway. Sure, yeah. So I'm sure they were like, oh, these were fine before we went to sleep. They're in pretty rough shape now. The only thing that's changed is, uh, Anthony's here. His car is not, so he was hammered. And our rose bush is demolished. (laughs) God, that's pretty... He was picking out, like, those little red berries out of his arm at the store on Saturday. Dude, I, I still have, like little scratches and cuts all over my hand. I have two huge cuts on my leg from where my legs got caught up in them. All right, I got to see those cuts. My legs got oh, caught up in them. Oh, don't take your pants off. Are you going to do it right now? Oh, Jesus, see, he's taking his pants oh, off. Oh, my God. He's got bruises, too. Well, that's because you fell down, probably. Yeah, I fell pretty hard, too. You fought with that rose bush that night. Yeah, and then I couldn't get out of it because I didn't want to touch it to get it off of me. You couldn't get out of the rose bush? Yeah, so it took me a minute, and now I finally did it was I just roll. I just kept rolling. Because <laughs> <laughs> no I didn't want to touch anything because kept, I kept stabbing my hands, and it hurt. How long would you say this this uh, MMA match went on? Probably a good five minutes. <laughs> I was gassed. You're having a Brazilian jiu-jitsu with a holly bush. Yeah. And the worst part is, is I didn't realize that I had all those thorns and splinters in my sure. hand that night until I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh, my hands hurt so bad. And then I looked down and they were all puffy and I had like an Infected. entire thorn. Yeah. yeah. In my, my Don't take right the thorn here. out of that lion's paw, Tor. You'd like, be a fool to do it. Oh, in my knuckles. It was it was a disaster. Did you realize? Those people have to love that rose bush, right? Oh, I'm they have sure. to have loved it's it. It's the only one that is actually growing or oh was growing God. properly that they've tried to plant. Um, That's a bummer. Yeah. It's a it's a big <laughs> bummer. And I and I, I mean, you would agree with this. You live in the quietest, like most suburban neighborhood in the history of mankind. On May 14th at Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia, we are having our first ever Chad Duke Show pancake dinner and toss, but that's not all. We are also hosting a Nintendo 64 Mario Kart tournament, a sausage gravy showdown, a live broadcast, and much more, including our new CD release, a special seltzer release, and as always, prizes. Hope to see you there, everybody. Oh boy, everybody, we just got out of a dreary week full of rain and early April nonsense with the weather. But don't get duped like every other strap hanger in the area. Don't do it. You're going to want to do it. Summer is waiting around the corner with a baseball bat ready to knock you upside your dome piece with sweat and humidity and uncomfortability. It's waiting right around the corner. We don't get spring here. We already had spring. We had a week and a half, and then it started raining, and now it's going to be 95 degrees, and you're going to be uncomfortable unless you start taking care of your body hair and getting yourself in a position to endure the heat, and that's why I will always recommend the Performance Package 4.0 from our fantastic friends at Manscaped. This includes the Lawnmower 4.0, their all-new skin-safe electric trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant. I love that. I use it all the time. The Crop Reviver, the Ball Spray Toner, and the Magic Mat, disposable shaving mats. It also comes with a travel bag with a $40 value, but it doesn't matter, everybody, because you're getting 20% off and free shipping if you use the code DUKES at manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off and free shipping if you use the code DUKES, D-U-K-E-S, at manscaped.com. You will be thanking yourself come July that you have the tools to help you get through the heat. 
Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. Quick story before we move on to um, Ant-Man was there for this. Um, well, I do I kind of want to wait till Joe's back for this, too, because he thought it was so funny. Um, so I went to the beach last weekend uh-huh. and... Um, I dropped, uh, my wife dropped uh, Ellen Ripley Dukes off a hot man and his uh, his new blushing bride and oh, his, that's right. his new instant family. Uh, they love dogs. They love Ripley. They're like, they were gracious enough to agree to take care of the dog. And I'd much rather they take care of the dog than leave her in a kennel, of course, because she run around a house, have a backyard. They, they're physically fit, so they walk her way more than I do. Um but my wife went over there, and Ted was in uh, Texas away on business, and so he she dropped Ripley off with Ted's wife and his new kids. And um, there was there was some information shared, which I don't think is that big of a deal, but it does give us a little insight on the hot man and the way he lives his life. I told you about his room, right? His bedroom? With all the stains. No. Okay. So, <laughs> Hotman um, is not allowed to have his stuff anywhere in the house. He can only have it. He has this one little room that is his office. So, all of his bullshit Washington National stuff, his Elvis stuff, his Star Trek stuff, like his career stuff, it all is just... Have you been in there, Ant-Man, in the room? Yeah, it's not It's not a big room. It's claustrophobic is what it was described to me. Yeah. There's I, so much shit. Yeah, it's it's wall-to-wall. Wall-to-wall shit. Um, apparently, and I watched Ted do this on Saturday night. I, I had bought him a bottle of Chateau Picard. <laughs> oh okay? Okay. It, it's a wine that was made supposedly at uh, Jean-Luc Picard's family's vineyard in France. It's a gimmick, of course. But they're very expensive now online. To get uh-huh. them there, it's an expensive bottle. And I gave it to Ted. And I said, hey, Ted, um, have this on a special occasion. I know you love Star Trek. Uh, or put it up on a wall. Like, enjoy. He really likes wine. He brought it over to the fucking bonfire <laughs> on Saturday night and said, who wants some fucking red wine? I'm like, is that the red... No one wants any red wine. Ted, we're, we're partying. We're hanging out. Like, you're going to go to sleep if you drink that. <laughs> <laughs> Pours himself a glass. Uh-huh. He has a chair now that is way too big for him. It's like a lifeguard chair. It's like a director's chair. It really is. <laughs> yeah, like if a director had tiny little legs off swinging yeah. off the fucking... <laughs> it looks like one of the lifeguard chairs at the beach with the guy sitting up way up yeah. there. So Ted fucking has the lifeguard chair. And it's got like a half uh, table on the side with a couple of little hinges, right? Uh-huh. Everybody knows, thank you, Joe. Everybody knows that with uh, a table like that, you have to lock the hinges. It's very much like using a, a ladder, Yep, Ant-Man, if you're on the job. You have to lock the hinges to make sure that they don't collapse. Ted, of course, doesn't know that you need to do this. So he pours himself a glass of this wine, sets it on the table. The table immediately collapses, and the wine dumps <laughs> into the fucking lawn. Why wouldn't it? I'm like, Ted, is that the Picard wine? Like, that's, it's not cheap. He's like, <laughs> so I go and I get the fucking bottle for him because he's already fallen twice. And I'm like, just stay, just, just stay, just stay he here. He falls every time I, he tries to get out of it because it's dude, like a four foot drop for his little legs to hit the ground. He can't, he just can't get, he can't get around. <laughs> no. And so I'm like, hot oh, man, I will get the wine for you. Please just stay here. So I go and I get the bottle of wine, pour him another glass. And then I say, I set the, the bottle on the table. I say, hot oh, man. 
just make sure you don't collapse this thing again, all right? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Takes a sip, puts it down. A couple minutes go by. He adjusted the, the, uh, adjusts the chair. Table collapses. Fucking bottle goes into the goddamn yard. The, 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 the glass of wine goes into the yard again. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> this is after he stepped on my favorite whiskey glass of all time, and there was a huge <laughs> asshole about it. He just dumped fucking. I mean, he just spills. He constantly spills. I love Ted, but he's a fucking wreck when it comes to fluid. Yeah. And he um, spills with, like, bottles with twist tops somehow. I don't know it's how he does that. It shouldn't like, be. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to spill the shitty spills. So I guess in his office, in his home, the carpet looks like it's camouflaged because he walks in with, like, a Pepsi and then immediately just dumps the whole thing into the carpet. <laughs> or he has, like, a cup of coffee and he just, you know, smacks it and it flips over and falls on the fucking ground. And so that's the only room in the house where he's allowed to drink beverages because he spills so fucking much. Okay? It's fantastic. I don't know if I'm going to be able to tell this next part. <laughs> Ant-Man is a... Uh, he plays a role in this too. Ted is obsessed with Ant-Man and obsessed with criticizing Ant-Man. In fact, when he comes into the store, he goes, what's the latest with Ant-Man? What is he up to that fucking dummy? I'm like, what? Um... Ted hired Ant-Man to go over to his house and fix a... It's a it's a storm door going into the garage? It's a storm door going in through the front door, and it didn't have a closure on it, so when the wind would blow, it would just rip it uh, rip You know, it the little arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes so that it'll close slowly. Uh-huh. I didn't have that. Now, I've had Ant-Man do this exact same procedure at my house with no problems. Like The, the, the door has been working fine for years now. At some point, Ted said to me, Hey, man, fix the door. It doesn't fucking work. It's broken. Piece of shit. Don't like, <laughs> be broken again, you motherfucker. He bitched at me. said I had to hire the Burks because you can't uh, do shit. Hire M.W. Burke. I was like, please don't hire M.W. Burke just to fix your storm door. <laughs> Apparently, that's not true. Apparently, what is true is my wife, and she was talking to Ted. <laughs> He's so dumb. He's talking to Ted's wife at his house. Ted's in Texas. Ted's wife says, "Yeah, we've been having we've been having a lot of problems with this door because Ted doesn't know that it can lock." <laughs> so, like what's like once a week she'll fucking come to, she'll come downstairs she thinks the house is falling down <laughs> <laughs> fucking Ted is kicking and punching the door <laughs> <laughs> hey motherfucker <laughs> let me in you pussy looking son of a bitch <laughs> stupid ant man this door doesn't work <laughs> fucking ant man I'll kill him if I say him I'll kill him <laughs> he's just yanking on the fucking door so he he's ripped the door off the fucking Try like three times. <laughs> he just he goes. He just sits there and kicks it. <laughs> he sits there with the legs, kicking that door. <laughs> it fucking hurt. I couldn't I just couldn't stop laughing. It was. I was just picturing him. He's gonna get very angry. <laughs> <laughs> So we finally got him to admit, I was like, well, you know, maybe just this one time, Ted, it's not Ant-Man's fault. He was like, well, 
I was like, it, it doesn't matter who fixes the door if you're going to kick and punch and <laughs> yank on it every time the door is fucking locked. By the way, who doesn't know if you go up to a door and you pull on it and open it's locked? Yeah, that that part was really weird, especially when the, <sighs> like there's a latch that you have to push, and if that doesn't push in, that means it's locked. Yeah. I just, I could not. I, I said, Ted, the next time, you got, you got to put a ring cam. I was like, the next time you're yanking and kicking the door and cursing, like, I have, I have to see it. Like, I got to be able to see it. Oh, that stinks. That, <laughs> I was trying to make a bet. Monk wants to make another bet. I told him no. And I said, the only way I'll make the bet is if uh, for a full year, Ted is in charge of all the doors at Monk's Barbecue. <laughs> 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 oh my god dude was, can you imagine it just takes all the doors off dude yeah it'll be most alfresco barbecue them. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would rip them all off he certainly wouldn't take them off oh my god it was so fucking great well that's a really ted thing to do because he's very capable professionally but yes. then it feels like <laughs> well he's very much in touch with i mean he got i told you he got tested and he's a little too in touch i think with uh whatever level of autism that he has uh -huh. um but yeah, it is interesting. We've talked about this on the show before. He is so locked in, like he is so capable at his job. Like they can't promote him enough. Mm -hmm. But he's just so off in all other things. A lot of times it makes him endearing. Like a lot of times I like him even more. But sometimes that's a big yawn. But the other times, like he fucking, um, you, you, it's difficult to reason with him because if he's he won't go to a grocery store because the grocery store in his old condo didn't have good parking, so he won't go to any more grocery stores because he had that interaction with him oh and trying to explain to him ted the, the the groceries are cheaper the grocery store they're at the 7-eleven also mm -hmm. they've got more stuff like he just it doesn't compute like he won't go in also do you, i've noticed after he got tested and after he has decided yes i am autistic by the way we haven't seen any paperwork have we no but it, i feel like he's using that almost as a crutch now for his weirdness yeah, because he bring he didn't bring it up a lot before, and it was like almost like he would be able to work through the problems, and and now it's to the point where he's like got this crutch where he's like, well, I don't got to work through it. I'm autistic. I don't know. I mean, maybe, but Ted doesn't strike me as the type of guy that wants to go around doing a bunch of shit that like doesn't make any sense. I also don't know enough about it, but I tell you what, yeah. I'll sign up, sign up for watching him go spinning <laughs> back fists on a goddamn uh, storm door. I definitely would take that. Yeah. Oh, it was fucking tremendous. Hey everyone, if you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month, you'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. I'd like to start though, if we're cleaning up all the business from, we did a, I thought a nice weekend recap show yesterday. But there was one thing that happened um, on Friday that I got uh, somewhat overshadowed by all the other chicanery, the hot man ripping the door off the hinges and Ant-Man having the Greco-Roman wrestling match with the uh, Rose Bush. Um, by the way, I'm getting all types of Rose Bush intel that's being sent over, and people are saying those things are hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Very like, expensive. Rose Bushes are v they're fucking not cheap. And he just destroyed. Ant-Man said, like, there's no saving the fucking Rose Bush. Um, and he also told me he put in a call to his neighbor to try to get the video oh of him pissing on the fucking neighbor's house and then jumping into the rose bush <laughs> and then rolling around. My favorite part of the story, of course, is how long it took him to extricate himself from the rose bush. What a dope. I did like the shtick yesterday in the in the supporter chat where uh, people would post pictures of bushes that they needed removed. <laughs> and say, Anyone got Ant-Man's number? Oh, just get a couple gin and tonics in him. He'll take care of that. 
Immediately. Uh, it's like it's like fucking Ant-Man and Rosebush is like being in a jujitsu match with Damian Maya. He's just not going to let you out. He's going to tie you into fucking knots. Um, what got overshadowed was my young friend uh, Gigantor. After the show was done, we're all sitting here and we're shooting the shit. And it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. There was uh, There's some audio I think we're going to play here in a second. But... Um, Tor had his computer open, and usually I think he's just editing the show because he's got to edit the video and the audio. That's correct, right, Tor? Yep. And um, he does, you know, he saves it and he gets it ready for, you know, I assume he's, I don't, I can't say this for certain, Joe, but I think he's like you, whereas he doesn't really do a lot of work. So I think what he likes to do is he likes to set everything up real nice so that when he's getting paid by somebody else on Saturday, he can do work for this show so he can kind of double dip. Um, I'm not putting your business out there in the street, but I just, my, I assume that's what's going on. Because uh, a lot of times whenever he's like, hey, do you want me to leave this part in? And he's whispering, so I just assume he's sitting there fucking cutting up a MLS audio. Um, <laughs> so a lot of times when we're sitting all shooting the shit, like Tor still got his headphones on. He's working while we're all, you know, kind of decompressing after a fun hoot nanny. Uh, I guess that wasn't the case this time. I guess the young man was scrolling through Twitter and uh, he said something to this effect. Yo, B, <laughs> did you say what Future just tweeted out? No, we were starting with this. I said, what? He goes, B, Future, you follow him, right? I'm like, what? Future? You mean like the actual Future has a Twitter account? Like, I need to follow this. I can use some gambling purposes if nothing else. like, no, nah, dog. I mean the LSMC in the game. I was like, no, no, no. I didn't see what Future tweeted out. Um, and he goes, Dude, it's so goddamn funny. Listen to this, cuz. And I'm like, oh, wow. This better be real funny, because it's starting off real bad. He's in a room full of fucking 41-year-olds talking about something Future just tweeted out. Um, And it was something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, that is, on my 11th birthday, I'd have to stay 11 because I wouldn't turn 12. And I was like, What? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and and also, by the way, Joe, you didn't know this. Like, we were all speaking. Like, everybody was having a conversation. There was this giant record scratch as the fucking Kool-Aid man burst through the wall with his funny joke that he was going to fucking contribute. And it, it took so long to figure out what the fuck he was talking about that it, 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 it went from being kind of funny that Tor's stupid to now it's really uncomfortable and nobody knows how to get out of this situation. I guess the joke was, and you clear this up because it was hilarious, and I'm clearly just missing out. Sure. 12 means police. No idea. The police, when I was growing up, were always 5-0. That was what the police always were. I think that I think that came from Boys in the Hood. I'm not sure. But um, I've heard them called Popo, you know, John Law. Uh, of course, there's the pejoratives, the fuzz, the pigs, all that different stuff. I've heard I've heard the cops called a lot of different things. I've never heard twelve. Um, we then go around the whole room. Nobody's ever heard the police referred to as twelve. But even after it's cleared up, it isn't a funny joke. And then even after we learn what the joke is and it isn't funny, we're like, why? Of all the things that you would stop the conversation for, would that be the thing you think in this room would just kill? 
We just have people slap their knees and elbowing their fucking uh, counterpart in the ribs and saying, that tour, man, he's really got a nose for humor. And then the worst part about it is, Joe, is like, I'm sitting here doing a show with this buffoon trying to be funny every day. And I'm like, if this is what this waterhead thinks is funny, we're in a really bad spot. Like, this is a tough thing to go through. If this is what he's looking for for yucks. So I'm just curious, Chuckles, like now that that has happened, like that was, um, it's been like, you know, a couple days now. Are you still, like, are you embarrassed? Do you still think it's our fault that we're just a bunch of fogies, that we're not cutting edge, that we're not following Future and appreciating his stand-up chops? Like, what do you think uh, when ha- what happened there? It's an all-time misread by me. <laughs> it's an all-time misread by the way. That's you with Marshawn Lynch behind you oh. in the Super Bowl throwing the ball. <laughs> It's up the there, one yard line. All of them. Anything. It, it, it awful, awful play call here from from Mike too. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was floored. And then he, it, as he was explaining it, I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna get any funnier. Like I'm not missing anything. This just sucks. I was actually driving home. I'm like, oh, okay. It was a funny show. You know, not a pretty clean show. And I'm like, it was not oh. bad. I, I, would, I would sit in the car, and I remember... God, I wish it was on the show that you did it, I too. remember, oh, and I'd just be sitting there driving, driving, oh, yeah, I'd go home, you know, you know, it's going to be fine, got a couple beers in my bag, you know, it's going to be a good night. Whenever oh. Tor takes free beers out of here, it's going to be a good night. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a good night, and then I'm just, oh, God, it, it, it went from all the air getting sucked out of the room up here, yeah, yeah, which yeah. happened... Maybe like no other that's happened. Up Were you here. surprised? Because there's no, there are no squares up here. Like everybody's like, there's no soccer moms with like a fucking minivan waiting out front. Were you surprised nobody uh, could understand why you thought that was so funny? It was just, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Why did you think? Now, if you said that to the bro dogs, would they all go nuts? Yes. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe that's actually a compliment, Joe. Maybe he's getting more comfortable with everybody up here because clearly he's the most comfortable. Like, he'll put his penis inside them. Like, you have to be very, very comfortable. Like, if you're going to slide your penis into someone's mouth or asshole, like, you have to be very, very comfortable with them. And if he is getting that comfortable with us, that he can tell a hellacious joke like that, then I think that that's progress. After a year in a hookah hookah ho, <laughs> they got very comfortable with everybody. And then, okay. as I was explaining yesterday, right, that's that was just comfortability to to take a shot. Now, do you have the tweet up there in front of you? Yeah. I Can do. you read the tweet word for word? Because maybe I'm missing something. Maybe uh, maybe laughing boy over here is he's I'm butchering the translation, and that's what's the issue. Uh, so let's hear this. Uh, the the official tweet from Future Free Bands. When is I was Future Free Bands, is, is that his name now? Yeah. Because I'm aware of Future. Like, I'm aware that he exists. Right. But I didn't know his name was Future Free Band. It, future slash Free ba- free Bands. This is like, you know, like a moniker aside from So future. like Diddy instead of Puff Daddy. Yeah. I understand. I understand. Like Big Baby Jesus, Dirk McGirt. Who's that? Hold on. Nope. Nope. I'm not even going to take a crack at that one. You don't know? Right. <laughs> I'm hitting the blank here. Uh, baby, I like it. Roll. You have no idea? No. Nope. Nothing? Baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. I, I know that. that you give me that number. I call you up. You act like your pussy don't interrupt. I don't have no problem with you fucking me, but I got a little problem with you not fucking me. <laughs> baby, you know I take care of you because you say you got my baby, but I know it ain't true. No, nothing. I'm blanking on the name. I just think. Sorry. 
Um, so future free bands. Yeah, the official tweet here. <laughs> when I was 11, I got mad at my mom because I was turning 12. When I was 11, I got mad at my mom because I was turning 12. So basically, it's a play on that you're you're snitching. Yeah, you're, you're going to the cops with some information. You're turning to the you're turning into the feds, you know, because you're turning twelve. Sure, and, sure. You know, he doesn't want to be a, 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 it's a little play on words. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's not it's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's slightly clever, but I think even if you know what it means, you'd be like, huh? That that would kind of be the reaction. You know, it wouldn't be. Hold on. Stop the presses. Why are we doing a replay? I can't. Uh, can we, can we get the Iraq kid in here? That shirt, it's perfect. Makeup? That fresh face, it's perfect. I can't even look. I can't even look. All right, lights. Oh. Todd, wait a minute. Bring him in. I'm sweating. I'm like in a full sweat here right now. Is I just it doesn't seem to be that even if you do it, if if it was um you know, I'm trying to equate something more to our dem- a DMX joke. Yeah. You know, or a Jay Z joke, somebody that we would be more familiar with. We'd be like, Oh, that's clever. Yeah. But you you stopped like you st- you raised a hand and I, said, Hey, I know. Hey, I got the big funny coming over here. I got the big funny <laughs> stick and I'm gonna start whacking you guys over the head with it right here. Oh. Get your laughing hats on, you fucking ham and eggers. That's what I that's kinda what you did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Did you go home and run it past uh, Hansy and all the different guys? No. So you lost that much confidence? I just sat and I don't know what I did. I drank Maybe a couple bush lights. I walked a dog. I told you that one time I was at the DC's Funniest Comedy Tour and I made a bunch of fucking jokes and I was the DC Divas were in the audience and I was like, oh, this is the wrong audience to fucking say these jokes to. And I bombed horribly. If I would have done that in front of like, you know, arc people, it would have gotten big laughs. Yeah, I think... Also, it's been such a, a warm reception. You're working toward, towards a warm crowd here. I would agree. Um, I would agree. You try some untested material. Untested. It's. You just read out a tweet from a rapper nobody's heard of. Um, is he still uh, relevant? Like, does he still release songs people listen to? Uh, yeah, less than like in 2015, 2016. That's, sure. that's when he was at the height of his power. Um, he's put out a lot more albums, like a, uh, but nothing of of real note okay so that makes it probably even worse yeah like if he was like a really like white hot rapper right now yeah he's had some big features recently but not okay. n- no albums that are really coming to mind maybe he's day. working on his stand-up career <laughs> like maybe he's trying to resuscitate whose line is it anyway you think that could be a possibility <laughs> i don't know if you have an audience full of tours man that guy they're Stop. gonna think he's joe coy all right um well i'm sorry tour do we have any ice chips up here <laughs> your face it's it's hot if you're feeling hungry go check out the show's presenting sponsor monks barbecue in percival virginia you can follow monks on twitter and instagram at monks bbq that's at monks bbq on instagram and twitter all right tour so i'm looking here uh nationals opening day am i getting us uh what is it uh all-star club level seats which one do you want you want behind home uh, plates down the third baseline what are we talking about here well i think i found my new concourse uh, oh you, did? Aside. you I, did yeah i did right field standing concourse right by a shocker big, standing well that are, 
you got a whole table, right? And you, you could chill there, and you have your seats a couple rows in front of you. Uh-huh. So you could stand up. You could drink a whole bunch of beers, stand and watch the game. Then you can go to your seats and hang out. These are my seats. I got that. And I got a, a very unpopulated place where I can buy my beer. It's not behind. Is it, is it a line of women waiting to ha- to blow you? No, 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 no. It's a fairly <laughs> unpopulated area. <laughs> I, I fucking dove for that one. It's a long way to go. I dove on top of it, though, like a grenade. What is the level that is down there on the ground level behind home plate where they've got the cutting station and all-you-can-drink beers? Have you ever been down there? I haven't been down there. I've been oh invited a couple God, times. Dude. I think it's now the Delta Club. They changed is that it from, what it is? They changed it from Lexus to Delta. I went there. Um, I, don't, I didn't see one second of baseball because... <laughs> I forgot what it was. I think it was 106.7, the fan night. I forgot what was going on. I was doing something. And they're like, hey, do you want to come down here and eat before we, you know, go watch the game? I'm like, fuck yeah. Go down there. There was a dude sitting there with a big old ribeye just cutting slices for motherfuckers. There was an empty seat at the bar. They had Line and Kugel Summer Shandy. And I sat there and I ate steak and drank fucking Line and Kugels for two and a half hours. And then they said, all right, sir, so we're cutting off service. And I was like, what? And like, it's the eighth inning. I said, what? <laughs> No, that also the eighth inning cutoff. Yeah. that gets me pretty bummed out. It is, but it, I think in other places they cut off even earlier than that. Yeah, so. but if you're, if you're down, if you're not down there with the ham and eggers, they'll sneak you. In. I mean, I want to put anybody's business in the street, but they they gave me two beers. They're like, here, take two because you know you're not gonna be able to order anymore. Like, Don't worry, I'm headed up to my car. Well, <laughs> this year because baseball is so flawed, um, they had to push the season back like yeah. two weeks. Yeah. So there's gonna be more double headers. So I'm thinking. Maybe I go double header in the nice seats and literally drink and eat all day down there. I guarantee I see more Nashville Sounds games this season than I do Washington <laughs> Nationals games. I guarantee that takes place. You're not excited about the Nelson Cruz signing? No. No, I'm not. I, I'm not all that interested oh my in God. it. Um, uh, a couple things. Uh, if you're a big Star Trek The Next Generation fan like I am, we did a bonus episode this past week for, well, I mean, you got to subscribe, but it's still free. It was a bonus episode. Um, we did we did some thick episodes. I think we had a two-hour episode this week, didn't we? We had a lot of show this week. Really did. It's a great week to sign up. You get the entire back catalog. I think we crested 400 episodes on ChadDukeShow.com. You can listen on any podcast app you like. Uh, it works very, very flawlessly so if you ever thought about uh subscribing now is a good time to do it it is just chaddukeshow.com and uh yeah we charge we charge for a month but it's we're gonna give you way more live and fresh content than any other online service is right now and, and our, our batting average is way higher than even uh, let's say doordash even higher than doordash half the time you're not gonna get your fucking order anyway 100 percent of the time we're gonna give you dick jokes and diarrhea jokes 100 percent of the time <laughs> guaranteed Guarantee. I guarantee. Um, all right. So we'll be back on Monday, 2 p.m. We hope we see you there. So hopefully some of you guys come out and see me at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday. Tor, what are you up to this weekend? Masters. Baiting. <laughs> Enormous amount of masters baiting. You're going to bait those masters into submission. You're really going to sit around watching golf? I might have responsibilities with it. But Jesus it Christ. Fucking. <laughs> you enjoy all of that. I didn't, even, bro. I didn't. Is it on right now? Yeah. I didn't on. even know it was fucking happening. I had no fucking idea. That's how punched out I am. You fire me, I don't care anymore. All right, very good. Uh, it's at Chad Duke Show on Instagram and Facebook. Go check us out over there at uh, ChadDukeShow.com. Good week tour. Thank you, my friend. Yeah, very fun week. It certainly is. Thank you to all of you that have checked us out. Oh, we're on YouTube. We got a YouTube station. Go check that out. We're putting new content up up there 
as well. It's a Shadig show on YouTube. But the good Lord as well, the Greeks don't rise. I won't drink myself to death this weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Roll out the trash cans. You know what I always say? Time to the out and fence if you. Ten out to fucking you.